Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Andrea Lundstra. This morning, I'm going to talk about the garden. A garden. Do we all love gardens? Yeah? I think some of us do. Some of us have a very big garden and they think, oh my word. What am I going to do during the summer when it's dry? Where do we get the water from? Um, but thank you, Jesus, that he's a provider. Now, all the children... Hello? Hi. Do you want to come and draw a garden with me? Poppy, Millie? Yeah? And um, now, um, all, on all of your tables, there are pens and paper. So every one of you get a pen and paper, or not a pen... Um, Pencils. Now, for you, Poppy and Millie, and also for Daisy and Sophie, wherever they are, here is this. Um, well, I've got it for you. It's going to be a bit of an interactive morning. Is that okay? So, everyone, um, yeah, it would be great if you can get a paper. So, for you, Millie, maybe um, your mummy can just get the paper out. Yeah? Go and get your um, paper. You can actually sit down here or on the table, doesn't matter, whatever you want to draw. What did you say? No, actually, each one has their own garden. Every person has their own garden. Now, and, and I'm not just randomly talking about a garden, but um, Kai, my husband, had actually a picture about the garden. And he's just going to share it with you. Good morning as well. I'm in the back today, but quickly in the front and then back again. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we've been talking uh, the last few weeks about stewardship. We talked about um, decluttering our homes and going through rooms and what's taking up the space. And um, not just physically, but also emotionally decluttering our lives, our hearts. How is our heart? How are we doing? We talked about materialism, finance, tithing, loads of things. Last week was a lot about character, being a man or woman after God's own heart. Um, so, so stewarding our character, our hearts, our lives. And um, we've been sort of going through our physical house and sort of, you know, do we want to keep that? Do we give that away? Why do we still have that in the shelf? Um, and also here in this building, we're looking at the storeroom. How can we steward the space we have? And maybe you've done a similar thing in your own life. And I just kept thinking or visualizing this garden and I thought Jesus where's stewardship in the Bible like that word you know is that just a New Testament thing and I thought right back to the beginning in the beginning and uh, you know God creates everything he creates a garden and all of that and he puts he creates mankind he creates you and me and he puts them in the garden and it says in Genesis 2:15, the Lord took the man or mankind put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Hmm. And I just kept having the sense, God, you've given me a garden, the That's garden right. of my heart, the garden of my life, and you've placed me there, not just not to wreck it, <laughs> not to whatever, but actually to guard it, to take care of it, to look after it. You know, is my garden well? Is my life well? Are there different areas of my garden, maybe hedges, trees, bushes, fruit trees, or... Uh, 
to take that metaphor, make it practical, my relationship, my, my thinking, my emotions, is that healthy? Am I stewarding my life well, my practical space, what God's given me, my talents, my gifts? You know, how is the garden of my life? And God calls us to be stewards, Amen. like he did with Adam and Eve, to, to work it, to take care of it, to, to see that it's fruitful and healthy Amen. and to life. And then we all probably know the story that there's a snake in the garden, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So something happens where something's sneaking in and, and trying to undermine, trying to question God, trying to question faith. You know, how am I stewarding my spiritual life? Um, what, what are the things in my garden that are trying to sneak in and undermine and, and nag away? And, and I don't know, I, I think you're going to talk about it much more, but just to give us this picture of, you know, what does the garden look like? What does your garden look like? How is your garden? You know, you're there to take care of it, to look after it. But ultimately for it to be fruitful and beautiful and full of life and to reproduce fruit trees and everything. So Amen. that was the little introduction. Over mm -hmm. to you. Amen. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Amen. So we're going to talk about our garden, the garden of your hearts. And um, now in this garden, there is a gardener who is Jesus. And we all love Jesus. Um, and, um, but, and I want the focus of this morning to be on Jesus. But we're going to have a look at a little bit of our own heart. Jesus and our own heart. So I don't want us to just go looking down on our own hearts and woe is me or happy is me or sad is me or this is me. No, I want you to do it both. Who is Jesus in your garden within your heart? Now, that sounds a bit complicated, but it will, um, will make sense. Um, in a minute, you're going to draw something in your garden, but maybe you can write already on your paper your name's garden. So on my thing, it would be actually Andrea's garden. You can write it there. You don't have to write it. You can write there, Millie's garden, Poppy's garden. Yeah? We have all got a garden. Our heart is like a garden. And we're going to talk about some things of our own heart, some things of our own garden. Maybe your garden at the moment, your heart feels a bit dry. Maybe it's well watered. In, one of the, um, in Isaiah 58 it says... The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden. How is the soil in your garden? How are the roots in your garden? I know that's all pictorial, but I think you will get where I'm coming from. How is how, where are the weeds in your garden? Are there weeds in your garden? Are there things that are a bit tricky? Well, the snake, what, what is the snake in your garden? Now, I'm going to now talk about five sections. So, about our physical well-being. How is our emotional well-being? How is your financial well-being in your garden? How is your relational being in your garden? And how is your spiritual well-being? Now, we just felt that it was just right to talk about all those little bits that are happening in your heart. Some of us don't really like to talk about our emotions or don't really like to talk about our finances because actually it's quite a closed 
my own, me and my own. But that's okay. We're all on a journey. I'm on a journey of actually opening, opening my life, my garden, a bit more. Um, now to you, now to Poppy and Millie, about the garden. Who are your friends in the garden? Can you draw your friends in your garden and your family? Yeah? And then afterwards, we're going to show everyone your beautiful garden that you've made. Now, when I was praying about our physical well-being, it was really funny because the last two weeks, Jesus has just been talking to me. How am I taking care of my own physical well-being? How am I sleeping? Jesus wants me, Jesus wants us to sleep well. My body, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. He has given me a body to take care of it. How am I walking? Yes, the, my heart is a garden, but I have created my own garden to walk in. I have created my own life, my own household. How does that look like? How does that look like? How am I taking care of my own body? And there was a time actually, in, um, a few years ago, before I got married, before actually before lockdown, I was a bit. Um, a bit like my body, it's okay, it, it, it doesn't really matter how I take care of it, it doesn't really matter how I eat, it doesn't really matter what I put on my skin. But for Jesus, it really does matter because he has given me a body to take care of it. He has given you a body to take care of your own own heart and to take care of your own skin. I know that's really funny, but they're really little things. How are you eating? How are, you, how are our eating habits? And he wants you to be well. That is actually the whole thing of this message. He wants you to be well. So um, in our garden, um, in our body, Jesus has given us a body to take care of it. Jesus has given you a body to take care of it. Maybe you have a bit little ache or pain, maybe a lot of pain. I, I don't know. Jesus wants you to be well. And he wants you to take care of it. And when I was praying about this morning about our body, I just saw each body was gold. And when we have something gold, it's precious. You're precious. Your body, your skin, your, your, how you look like, your outer body is precious, precious to Jesus. It matters on how you take care of your skin. It matters how you take care of your hair. It matters that you take care of you because Jesus has made you good in his image. He has made you right in his image, right there. How you are, you're good enough. You don't need to be like someone else. You don't need to compare yourself. But how are we sleeping? Are you sleeping? I don't, I don't know. I, I heard, Andrew, don't mind you. Sometimes he, he finds it tricky to sleep. And he's finding out, why am I not sleeping well? She says, what is this? Why am I finding it hard to sleep? You know, and are we exercising? How's your exercising? Kai and me are exercising. We're loving to exercise. But we see that actually our week is really busy. And we've got things to do that actually seems a bit more important. But exercise is so important. How are you physically well? Like Barbara, we went to visit Barbara and Frank the other day. And she said, oh, just drop me off in town and I walk back. Which is a 20-minute, half an hour walk. And Barbara, 
just runs and walks and walks and walks. That's exercise. How much are we walking and how much are we taking care of our bodies? And in this, what is the snake in, in that bit of your garden, of your physical well-being? What's the snake? What's the thing, oh, I don't have time or, hmm, I don't need it. Hmm, I'm a bit lazy. I just want to hang out on the sofa. You know, that's always something. Actually, yesterday we had in our house, oh, it's a bit too warm to do exercise. You know, what's, what's the thing, actually, that's talking to you and saying, ah, ah, you don't need exercise. Ah, ah, you don't need to eat properly. Just eat that crisp or just eat that chocolate. It's not wrong to eat or do those things. It's all in proportions and all in, in, in balance. And maybe you're struggling with food. I know some of Sometimes people are struggling with, with food, just, oh, just eat that, or actually the opposite, I don't want to eat anything, you know, or I can't eat a lot. You know, it's like, how are we taking care of our physical body? So I'm going to actually pause for three minutes, and I would like you to think about it. And there's a little music. Like, just ask Jesus, what, what is something I actually need to start doing or what is something I should stop doing what is that in your garden that physically you need to think about so just two minutes okay I don't know if you've written something down or to draw something this is just your garden um, you don't have to share it with anyone and wow yeah, we're going to show the gardens later okay so for, um, for Millie and Puppy and Daisy, can you draw in your garden what makes you happy? What makes you happy? Just write something in there or, or draw something. Is it toys? Is it friends? Is it something you bought? Is it teddy bears? What makes you happy? And in that, we are going to look at um, our emotional well-being. How is, how is our emotional well-being? And one of the questions I felt to ask you, who is, who is ruling our lives? Sometimes, and I wish I can say always, Jesus is ruling my life. You know, Jesus is the one who is my king and he's always my king and he's always my Lord. But sometimes reality is that I get drawn or ruled by my emotions. Now, I needed to really find out in my own life what are my trigger points in life now what is the trigger that just gets you upset or just gets you from your place of peace it's just something someone says or something someone has done and it just gets me off and how how is your emotional well-being do you actually i know this is sounds a bit crazy and some people think you shouldn't think about your feelings but how, how do you feel your feelings? Now, that is a bit of a, a question. But I've really learned, and I don't want to dwell on feelings because that's not where I should go by. I should go by the truth. I should go by what Jesus says. But, you know, sometimes I, I, I honestly do, and I sit on the sofa, and I actually say to myself, how am I feeling right now? And actually, I then realized I had a few, I, I can give you an, an, um, an, an um, example. The other week, I, someone actually really upset me. No one in here is fine. Um, and it, 
I was doing something so good and generous, I would say, and that person said, you shouldn't do that. And in myself, I just felt so, ouch. It was hard, because I did, actually, in my eyes, a really good deed, but that person said, no, I don't want you to do it like that. And I had to go and sit down and like, how does that make me feel? Actually really hurts. But then in that, I invited Jesus. In that feeling of hurt and actually rejection, I said, Jesus, just come. Because actually the trigger point for me is she said something and you made a mistake. And I didn't make a mistake in my eyes, but in her eyes. You know, so I really had to sit down and see, I forgive. Very important to always forgive in, our, in whatever is happening towards us, against us. But Jesus wants you to be well. You know, and if we, in our garden, if we cover up always with soil that mistake or that weed, that weed will always come back again because we have to pull it out by the roots. We have to pull it out by the bottom of it. And I have to get to the bottom of what I feel. And it doesn't mean I need to think, oh, no, 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 I've developed my feelings because we shouldn't be let by our feelings. Our feelings shouldn't rule us. Our feelings should be an indication of, right, Jesus, I need you. Right, Jesus, I'm actually angry about this. I'm upset about this. But let's not be ruled by it. But let's sit and invite Jesus in that pain or in that um, ouch. Now, also what is really helpful for me is know your trigger points. What is the thing that really gets you off? And you know what? And it's honest, and some of you know it's rejection. And why is that a trigger point? Because that has happened a lot in my past. Thank you, Jesus. I've been healed so much, and I've gone through all that pain and forgiveness. But it's still a bit of a trigger point. It's still a bit of a, ouch. Okay, I need to know that I'm seen. I need to know that I belong. I need to know those truths. So that trigger point, I need to put God's truth on that. Because I cannot live in that trigger point. I cannot live in that, oh, I feel rejected. I, I'm not seen. You know, if I spread that to others, that is like a, a weed for the other. That person doesn't want... Of course, we need to be honest with each other. But if we live day by day by day with those weeds in our life, with those trigger points, we let by trigger points, let Jesus in your trigger points. And sometimes I have to sit an hour at home. Okay, Jesus, what has happened today? Reflect on the day. Because then it's where you know the trigger points. If your spouse is annoying you all the time, it's actually not your spouse that's annoying you. Something is triggering you there. And we have to find that out. We can't just throw the soil on there and carry on. Sometimes that is it, is it. Sometimes we have to forgive and get over it. But a lot of times there are things in our heart that we first have to deal with it. Be that person that deals with the roots. Jesus wants you to deal with those roots. He wants you to be well. What is the thing that actually throws you off? Think about it. What makes you, what, what makes you like that? And Joyce Meyer was actually, she said, um, let me, 
life is a crazy roller coaster, but she has learned to let herself not be ruled by emotions. But we are responsible for our own happiness. We are all responsible for our own happiness. Yes, life can be tough, but as outside, how are we? How are you on the inside? So I would love for you to have another two minutes and just think about what is your trigger point, but also what makes you happy? What is it, the thing in life that makes you thrive and like, whoa, What's the thing in your garden you really enjoy? Maybe it's actually going to your own physical garden. You know, what is something you love, but also what's something that's tricky? Go for it. I just talked with Tom a little bit, and he just said, I just phrased it, God loves you. Now, that's a really, a really easy phrase, but in your trigger points and your things like he said actually one of his trigger points is also rejection and he was sharing the story about the stickers and the, the dots actually we read this story a few weeks ago do you remember you were special that book and you know God is is just speaking identity over you he loves you he, he cares for you you're precious you know in those things that are tricky just just fill yourself with that truth Never let you yourself just feel that feeling of heart. Replace it. Let the truth in, in, in your heart. I can actually do a preach about that, just that one. But we won't do that today. So children, can you draw something else in your garden? Can you draw something that you have been given lately that you really like? Like you said the other day, or you said this morning, that you really like that book, you know? Can you draw the toys in the garden that you really, really like? Can you do that? Cool. Oh, perfect. You can draw a rainbow. Oh, you did already. Well done. Now... This is a, a funny one. Um, this is about a, a financial uh, well-being. We've been talking in uh, the last month about how are we stewarding our finances? How are we, how are we um, buying things? Or how are we... Wow, that's beautiful. Very nice. We can show that all later to everyone, okay? So how are we... How are our finances in our garden? Um, and I had also, when I was preparing this, um, I had this, this picture, and we've been, maybe someone has shared this picture, I can't remember. But you know, like with our money, do we hold it like this? Or do we hold it like this? Are we holding our money tightly? Or are we more holding our money open-handed? And then God showed me this. You know, it's not actually about the hands the financial things in our life. It's about our arms going to our hearts. How are our arms? How is our heart with our finances? And it was so funny because I just asked him, Jesus, what are you saying about my money? It's, it's not about the hands. That's the outward thing. It's the outward looking of, of I buy this, I give that to that one. But it's about the arms. 
about our hearts that leads to our heart. How are we with our finances in, in our garden? And then actually, I really also felt like, how generous are we to others? You know, it isn't about the amount of money we give. It isn't about the big amount. It's the, how do we hold our money? Do we hold our money like this? Do we hold our money like tied? How much are we helping all the gardens? You know, our garden is, yes, it's our garden, but also we live in our life. We, we in our lives, live to bless others. We in our lives live to bless the other garden. Do you see a patch in another garden? Actually, you know, that, that, that person actually just needs a bit more of that. That person, that garden actually needs a bit more plants or color. Or, or how, how are we with, with our money towards other gardens? You know, let, do we share the money that we have? Do we share the things we have with others? It doesn't mean that you need to buy that car or you need to buy that. But it's like, how, how, how do we hold um, our money? And there's a lot more about money and a lot more about um, buying things straight away or just waiting chilling do you want that new tv right now or shall we just wait well sophie wants a new tv because actually hers broke so that's a, that's a, that's a good thing but you know are we the ones who always want the first thing or that looks very new and it was just like this challenge of yeah how how are my hands in my own gardens and how how do i help others in their um in their garden so just a minute for this one, um, and then we carry on to the next one because actually I like the next one. Okay, so one, just one quote with that financial one, and then we're going to the relational one. Spend carefully, I read this, spend carefully, save wisely, and give generously. Amen? Amen. Now, with our relational well-being... I find that one always very um, interesting and can be also very challenging. Who is a lot in your garden? Who do you spend a lot of time with? And you know, in, in, uh, in the Bible, uh, Jesus has three categories. The first category of regarding friends is where the two, the three, that were very, very close, close friends, the ones you share everything with. And then there's the wider, the 12 disciples in Jesus' life. He, was, he wasn't sharing his hard heart with them, but he was sharing life with them. And then there was the crowd. No, there was a 72. And after that, there was the crowd. And Jesus has been really challenging me on this one. The last, actually since, since we got married, when we got married, my friendship, they were, not, they didn't change, but I was challenged by my friendships. Because suddenly Kai was like, oh, you're spending a lot of time with that person, but not really time with that person. How, how come? And it was a real thing for me of, yeah, sometimes I'm pouring my oil the thing I have in my heart to one person so much that I forget about that person who actually needs a bit of my heart as well. And it actually was very draining for me. I was pouring my oil and pouring my oil because the person is needy, the person needs me, and I was on the phone. And actually, Jesus wants our relationships to be well. How much do we pour our oil into others? But how much of it do we not pour into some who needs it most, which is our neighbor that is always in need, hasn't got anyone else around 
other than me, other than us. And it's a real good thing. And maybe you can think about it this afternoon or this week. How are your relationships? Who are the people you're very close to? Or you're trying to be very close to? And you want to be very close to, but actually, you're constantly asking them for attention. You're constantly asking them, oh, I want to talk with you. But actually, does something come from that side? Actually, it isn't. So actually, I should have a healthy distance. And it was a real important thing for me, that healthy distance. I don't want to be all the time in someone's life if actually that person should, doesn't want me in there. But also sometimes God is also saying, mm, spend a little bit, little bit less time with that person. Because sometimes we can be in the way of, of, of him working. They sometimes need to realize they need God first and not me. And it was a real big lesson for me. I was in the way of people. I needed to let God first and then I could reach out and then I could spend my time um, with that person. And, and I got really drained and my relationship with that person actually became a bit healthier, better, because actually I stepped a little bit back. I let God work and then I could talk with that person. And um, we need to be intentional with our friendships. We need to be intentional with who we spend time with and who we're not spending time with. I, it's tricky because sometimes those people ask for a lot of attention, but it's good to take a healthy, healthy distance. Now, if you're in a tricky situation and you're thinking, Jesus, what am I doing? What, what should I do with that person? Just ask him because he always has an answer. Sometimes it is a healthy distance. Sometimes it is bearing with one another in love. You know, sometimes that's the hard scripture, but sometimes we have to persevere and we have to keep going. But it doesn't always mean we, we need to keep going. Ask Jesus. Wow, hold on a second, okay? Is that your unicorn? Wow, beautiful. Now, actually, all the children in your garden... Can you draw your friends? Can you draw the friends in your garden? And then we're going to have a look at it. So I would like you to just take two minutes again about your relationship. Just reflect. And what is the snake in your garden with relationship? What is very tricky? Okay. This is a, this is a really good question. I find this, that question about relationships very challenging sometimes for my own heart so if it has challenged you just afterwards or this week just just ask Jesus just have that check with Jesus Jesus what do you want to do with my relationships with my friendships where should I pour my own more or where should I stop um yeah and then the last one our spiritual well-being now I would like Poppy Emily again do you want to come again because actually, with our spiritual well-being, where is the place of the cross in the garden? Where is the place of Jesus in your garden? Can you maybe, can you maybe draw Jesus in your garden? Maybe you can draw the cross in your garden. Where, how does he look like? Can you, can you draw him? And for us, where is, where is the cross in the garden? Where is, where is the cross? And we will take communion in, in a minute. 
But where's the cross? Is it in a corner? Or does everything revolve around the cross? And with that, is where is the well in your garden? Poppy was drawing a swimming pool in the middle of the garden. That's where refreshing is found. That's where rest is found. Where is the well? Where is the cross in your garden? Where is the power of the cross visible? Where have you put the cross a little bit on the side? And you know, with that, with the cross, where do we spend time with Jesus? I love it. I've got to talk about it in a minute, okay? You know, I want to hear from Jesus about my day. Oh, wow. Did you, put, did you draw Jesus? <gasps> nice. Very nice. You know, with the well, where, where is your well? Where do you find true rest? Refreshing for your soul. Jesus wants you to rest at the well. You know, we were talking about the Samaritan woman. You know, and Jesus wanted fresh water, fresh drink, fresh manna, fresh bread. Where do you get that? Is Jesus in the center of your, of your garden? Where do you find true rest? I find it so important to find my true rest. It says rest is found in Jesus alone. It's not found in a person. It's not found in a place. Maybe, yes, it is a place, but is Jesus in that place? Do we visit that place a lot? Do you have a chair in your, in your, in your house where you think, ah, this is where I meet Jesus? So important. Jesus wants you to be well. Jesus wants you to drink from him and to not run dry. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you're looking for an answer, go to the cross. That's where the answer is found. Where do we seek guidance from? You know, if I need something, of course it's good to ask for friends, guidance, wisdom, but Jesus is your wisdom. Jesus is your ultimate, pure wisdom coming from above. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.